Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are rocking out here on a Tuesday afternoon. This is the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. And uh, we've got some Husker football to talk. Of course, Mickey Joseph had his press conference today, so the players spoke as well. So we'll work on getting that stuff to you throughout the day. But, of course, uh, while we don't have the direct audio, we can talk about what was said uh, and kind of the newsworthy items there. Um, A lot of questions have been around Mark Whipple as of late. And uh, today, uh, Coach Mickey Joseph said he's dealing with some health issues, uh, but he's he's doing okay. He's good to go. Good to go. He'll be coaching uh, the next game. He'll be out there. So it's uh, very interesting to see how that kind of plays out moving forward. Uh, Quentin Newsom, Luke Reimer, day to day. Those are two of your better. I mean, those are two of your better defenders. Luke so Reimer has has kind of evolved back into what he was last year, yeah. the tackling machine, just everywhere, all at once. And uh, I don't know when it happened, but I do remember a play in the third quarter where he tackled the running back. His running back was going to the right, changed direction, came to the left. Luke Reimer caught him after the first down, and just like landed on top of him kind of rolled off and was like holding his ribs mm. again we were not told anything about an injury uh about what the injury could be but if i'm going to guess which i apparently i am i would say <laughs> it's that uh yeah so that's a uh, that's kind of interesting um if i had to say who is the best defensive player on the team right now who do you think it is would you go with reimer um has quentin newsome given up a touchdown yet i'm not sure because I know that was a thing yeah. for a while. He hadn't given up a touchdown yet. So, um, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to decide because, like, Garrett Nelson had himself a good game. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis, even without the sacks, has been doing really well, especially that tip pass at mm-hmm. the end. Just a great, just fantastic. Dude has ups. Um, he's been getting pressure on the quarterbacks, not getting the sacks. Um, the linebackers, Luke Reimer, has been fantastic. Uh, Henrich has missed some time with an injury. The corners, I mean – Tommy Hill's now switched over to receiver. Malcolm Hartzog, two games in, has done pretty well. Uh, Quint Newsom, again, don't know if he's given up a touchdown yet. If he hasn't, he's, it's probably him. The safeties have been doing pretty well. I don't know, dude. I don't, what do you yeah. want me to say? I, don't know. <laughs> I just wanted you to pick one just out. Whole, I, I At just least you gave some shout-outs. Yeah. All of them. They're all doing they're really all, well. They're, they're all, all the best player. Starting, if, we're, if we just start from the Indiana game, they're all the best player. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's fascinating, too, to see because we were looking at it during who the would, – Who would the text line pick? 402-464-5685. You had to pick a defender. Who is your best defender so far this season? And I think I think I'd go with Luke Reimer. I think Garrett Nelson would be right up there. I mean, he's had what three and a half sacks the last two games. I believe so, um, including the very one one that w- probably doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, the one before the half, which took Rutgers out of field goal range, that which ultimately one. that field goal would have maybe made the difference. So uh, big big sack there uh, before the before the half. I think he's really coming on, and I don't really care I, at this point. I think that, you know you're halfway through the season. I don't need O'Shawn to have 12 sacks anymore. I just need O'Shawn to apply the pressure. Maybe, maybe he's Nelson- making a difference. I mean, he's he getting, is. he's applying pressure. He's getting a lot of tackles, actually. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's getting his hands up. I think he has like two or three tip passes already this season. So he's getting his hands up when he doesn't get to the quarterback. Uh, again, he's applying pressure. He may not be getting the sacks, but he's forcing the quarterback out of the pocket into the waiting arms of somebody else. 
And but but my point is though, if Garrett Nelson ends up being the guy that's getting all the sacks, that's fine, right? Altogether, you just want somebody to to apply the pressure, and and that was kind of the thought with Oshan too all along was if you bring him in, it just makes the group kind of more daunting, and and maybe he's the the primary focus of that. Maybe Garrett Nelson becomes the primary focus of that. I don't I don't care. I just want some uh, you know pressure applied because mm-hmm. that's been a big problem for Nebraska's defenses over the years, and. I feel like they're kind of, you know, you're kind of looking up in that direction. The defensive line is actually getting more push lately in these last few games, you know, with with Ty Robinson and and Devin Drew, Stephon Wynn and and uh Colton Feast. They've actually been getting a, a decent amount of push against offensive lines. Again, it's two games, it's Indiana and Rutgers, but still, you're you're getting some push against Big 10 offensive linemen and it's it's making a difference. I mean, Colton Feast, Ty Robinson both have one sack in the last two game uh, one sack apiece in the last two games, which is more than you can say for the first couple of games so it's it's the improvement to the defensive line as a whole has been really evident um after um bill bush took over as defensive coordinator and again i don't really know what the difference was if it really was just getting set but it seems as if they they've gotten stronger and they're actually pushing offensive lines back I don't know what the difference the coach makes in that, but that that's what it seems to me ever since Bill Bush took over. Oh yeah, I mean there's no there's no doubt that it has made a major difference uh one way or the other. Um and uh so I'm interested too. We'll, we'll see if uh, if the black shirts get taken, you know, get get put get back on back out. here. I mean after the Purdue of uh, a victory, I would think so. Uh Purdue by the way, a heavy favorite. Did you did that surprise you at all when you saw the the opening lines? Uh no, not really. Like this is this will be since Mickey took over not counting Oklahoma, this will be the first good, good team, good offense, good defense team that you face. You know, Indiana, not great defensively, okay offensively. Rutgers, terrible offensively, really good defensively. This will be the first team that you face that is good on both sides of the ball. All three, I believe their special teams is, are pretty solid as well. So this this will be the first good team that you face. So them opening up, especially after uh, wins over – Minnesota and who did they play? Last? Maryland, Maryland, uh, Maryland. Who Maryland? A good, a really good team. One of the surprises out east. Um, after those two victories, I, I would say that Purdue probably enters as one of the favorites to win the Big Ten West. So, being a two touchdown favorite over Nebraska, who outside of the last two games was struggling mightily, not that surprising. But I believe it'll drop. It'll probably be single digits by the time the game kicks off. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, I don't know, like eight and a half. By the time the game kicks off, yeah, yeah, we'll see. It, it's it's interesting. Like you just said, they've they've just coming off their back to back wins. They're more impressive than any wins Nebraska has, um, and uh, you know, so they kind of got got momentum going there. Also, their losses are somewhat impressive as well. Syracuse and Penn State have mm-hmm. not lost themselves yet, and Purdue was in both those games. I mean, they had a chance within the final two minutes to win those games, uh, just ultimately didn't get it get it done. So Purdue, I, I think, is they have their one weird win against FAU that was really close. Right. Probably shouldn't have been that close, but they followed it up with a win against Minnesota. So yeah, and Aiden O'Connell was out of that FAU game. Yes. I I believe so you know that that certainly uh will put a damper on your team but um i i expect a good game i expect a, a team i mean if, if it if it gets out of hand one way i would expect that to be you know on Purdue's side so i can kind of understand um the the larger spread. are we expecting fireworks or another defensive battle <sighs> 
I think that you're going to have to at least probably be somewhere in between, you know, like a 31-27 type of game, hopefully, if they, mm-hmm. if they can. If they, I, I don't. I love the, the progress that this team's made. Um, I think that Purdue's going to give them considerably more of a challenge um, on, on the defensive side of the ball. And then, and then Purdue's defense, they have not allowed a 100-yard rusher this season. Um, they're <laughs> the Big Ten, and we were looking this up during the break, the, of the remaining six opponents for Nebraska, they're all top 30 in defense. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. It's it's that, and it's going to be difficult. That, that's that's the step up that we're talking about. And as it as it pertains to Mickey Joseph and his and his, his opportunity at the job, uh, I think it is a good opportunity because at, at any more, I mean, the Rutgers uh, win, the Indiana win, we can kind of just say, well, yeah, it's a great job. We're glad, glad things are back on track, but nobody's really losing their mind and going overboard. Most people still want to see what Mo- Mickey Joseph can do mm-hmm. against the better opponents. I've said this, and I'll keep saying it. I, I don't think that there's a game left that you're not impressed if Mickey Joseph in Nebraska wins. Uh, you know, you, t- so I'll be typically Illinois might not do that for you this year. I think they do Minnesota. They've got to be able Definitely. to do that for you. Wisconsin and Iowa, if anybody are, are, are falling off what you typically would say is what they, what they usually are, but you've got long streaks of losses to them. So, you know, that's just a huge program thing. I don't care who the next coach is. Wisconsin, It'd be great to have a win against one of those programs. Wisconsin would be the least impressive. Like, it, this is this is how the, weird the Big Ten West is. Wisconsin would be your least impressive win if if you were to if you if you win all the games, Wisconsin would be your least impressive win in terms of how good the team is. So you were just talking about the defense. I just wanted to look at it one more time to make myself sad. Um, <laughs> so we're talking total defense here. So if you guys you know want to come for me, whatever. Uh, Minnesota number one, Illinois number three, Michigan number five, Iowa number nine. Uh, Rutgers moved up to fourteen. Um, Wisconsin number twenty six, Purdue number twenty eight. Those are the, the remaining six teams on your schedule are all within the top 30. Purdue is the lowest ranked at 28. The 28th ranked defense in the nation. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> How long has it been since Nebraska's been in that category? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was before you fired Mark Banker. It was like a little, a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Bring in Bob Diaco and have the whole uh, – have the old athletic department just, come and watch uh, how he coaches because yeah. he's so good at it. Just a fi- and then we'll let's just for 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 poops and giggles, we'll just say Nebraska wins a Big Ten West. You got to face the number seventh ranked defense in Ohio State more than likely. <laughs> oh, you're just <laughs> assuming Ohio State gets there. Yeah, I am. I mean, Michigan <laughs> has the fifth rank, so you'll face Michigan again. Where's, I don't know. Where's Penn State at? <laughs> Penn State. Um, let's see. Penn State's defense is not in the top fifty. Yeah, there so we that, go. There you go. There's so if you face Penn State, there you go. That would be the worst defense that you <laughs> face. So that's that's the route for Nebraska. There you go. Just beat everybody and then face Penn State in the Big Ten Championship game, <laughs> and then you'll get yourself a nice bad defense. Uh, by the way, we asked you guys who you thought was the most impressive defender. I think this is kind of funny because we've got uh, a few different answers. Dustin or Dusty says Luke, and I don't think it's close. Talk about Luke Reimer. Uh, Jared in Wisconsin says Garrett Nelson. He's been the most consistent all season. Uh, Tiny Pig goes, I'd go with Newsom. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the same type of idea. There's no lone standout that's going to be overwhelmingly the choice. But, uh, you know, three different texts, three different ideas there. And I think that's uh, – 
that's that's both you know can be seen as a bad thing and a good thing because you kind of at least at some point you do want to stand out. You want a, a few guys to kind of play at that all Big Ten level, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be difficult considering all the good defenses in the Big Ten. Um, but at least you've you've you know th- that's what the improvement's been. It's not been overwhelmingly one guy kind of leading the way, and then you you know hope he doesn't go down or something. It's a it's kind of a a, a group effort to get better. Mm-hmm. Also, I lied. Penn State's thirty eighth. Oh, 30. I just I just missed them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that would be the, uh, out of the remaining six. That would be the worst defense that you face. Uh, six one five three. The text line says, "I think Iowa would be the least impressive win." Wisconsin looks like they may be rebounding under Leonard. Uh, Iowa still looks pedestrian. So yeah, um, probably yeah. depending on how Jim, if Jim Leonard is able to to turn it around at Wisconsin, then yeah, then Iowa would be your least impressive. But I'm just saying, currently as it stands, um, Wisconsin would be your least impressive win. And Greg and Lincoln points out uh, some of the defensive numbers are because they play some pretty horrific offense in the Big Ten. That also plays into it without a doubt. Look at total offense. I can look at, can <laughs> yeah. look at total offense. How many to top thirty total offenses are there in the Big Ten? Because that's going to be a scary list. Well, the, the 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 really the the bigger thing is how many of the top. I guess the bottom, maybe the bottom 30, bottom 50 offenses yeah. are in the Big Ten because there are a few of them uh, that hover okay. around there. Minnesota's thirteenth in total offense. offense yeah. Uh, Ohio State's number two, in case anybody was wondering. Didn't really and now either. the betting favorite to win the championship. Yep. Maryland twenty sixth, Michigan twenty ninth. So there's there you know there's four. There's some teams. Penn State thirty eighth. <laughs> Again. There you go. Yeah, they're just they're they're, they're a solid thirty eight in in everything. Um, but I mean the offenses aren't the greatest in the Big Ten. Purdue's fifty seventh. Nebraska's sixty first. Yeah. So, isn't that, isn't that kind of weird, too? Because you feel like the offense has at least been... Wisconsin's 65th. Okay, this list that. is wrong. <laughs> this list is just wrong. Illinois is 67th. Northwestern's 76th. Yeah, this list is so wrong. I don't know what this is. This is, this is total offense, but this is not. <laughs> so, this is not right. Is Northwestern, this season? North, it is. Northwestern <laughs> should not be up there. Well, if I was not last, I was last. Okay, this list is right. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's well, that could 131st. be the last few Never mind. Well. I, I agree. The list is right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're and, and let's not let's not sugarcoat it either. Rutgers is one of those teams. I mean, no, they, yeah, they, they were they were down. They're an awful offense, uh, playing musical chairs at quarterback every week. Um, but yeah, I mean, you held them to yeah ten, well, thirteen points. So yeah, and pretty much on, on especially on that after that interception it was on the short field too. So mm-hmm. um, I still am just I feel like every it, it felt like that at the time, and maybe. Uh, you know, it kind of played out that way that every, each one of those, when you hold them to a field goal instead of a touchdown, it just felt like, man, if you're if you're more than two possessions away, you're you might be out of the game. And yep. it, it ended up being true. When they got to 13, it was with the way the offense was playing. I was slightly terrified. I was like, you're really, you yeah. might get shut out. I was like, you know, they they might get a touchdown. But I, I can't see in, in anything much more than that. And then, you know, the big interception by Miles Farmer. I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. We got this. It's not pretty, but it'll work. It was not pretty, but uh, the Big Ten's not pretty. You're going to have to win some ugly games. Nebraska getting some reps doing that this past week. Uh, hopefully can get it done against Purdue coming up. Uh, a few different things. So we're going to cover Mike Gundy to the NFL at one point in time. We'll talk about that. Also, Blink-182's back, so we'll do that. Coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.